October 1977. Thousands of people jammed the auditorium at the University of California in Santa Cruz. Those who were unable to gain admittance stood outside and pressed their faces against the windows, hoping to catch a glimpse of some of the visiting dignitaries. An all-star lineup of poets, scientists, journalists, and media celebrities had convened for the opening of a weekend conference entitled LSD, A Generation Later. Topping the bill was the man they call the father of the psychedelic age. At seventy-one years of age, Dr. Albert Hoffman seemed miscast in his role as hero of such a gathering. His white, closely cropped hair and conservative attire contrasted sharply with the motley appearance of his youthful admirers, who could just as easily have turned out for a rock-and-roll concert or an anti-nuke rally. But as he strode to the podium to deliver the evening's keynote address, Dr. Hoffman was greeted by a long and thunderous standing ovation. You may be disappointed, he warned the audience. You may have expected a guru, but instead you meet just a chemist. Whereupon Hoffman launched into a serious scientific discussion of the step-by-step process that led to the discovery of LSD-25, the most potent mind drug known to science at the time. Occasionally he flashed a diagram on the screen and expatiated on the molecular subtleties of hallucinogenic drugs. While much of the technical data soared way above the heads of his listeners, they seemed to love every minute of it. Dr. Hoffman first synthesized LSD, lysergic acid diethylamide, in 1938 while investigating the chemical and pharmacological properties of ergot, a rye fungus rich in medicinal alkaloids for Sandoz Laboratories in Basel, Switzerland. At the time, he was searching for an analeptic compound, a circulatory stimulant, and LSD was the 25th in a series of ergot derivatives he concocted, hence the designation LSD-25. Preliminary studies on laboratory animals did not prove significant, and scientists at Sandoz quickly lost interest in the drug. For the next five years, the vial of LSD gathered dust on the shelf, until the afternoon of April 16, 1943. I had a strange feeling, Hoffman told the assembled masses, that it would be worthwhile to carry out more profound studies with this compound. In the course of preparing a fresh batch of LSD, he accidentally absorbed a small dose through his fingertips, and soon he was overcome by a remarkable but not unpleasant state of intoxication, characterized by an intense stimulation of the imagination and an altered state of awareness of the world. A knowing chorus of laughter emanated from the audience as Hoffman continued to read from his diary notes. As I lay in a dazed condition with eyes closed, there surged up from me a succession of fantastic, rapidly changing imagery of a striking reality and depth, alternating with a vivid, kaleidoscopic play of colors. This condition gradually passed off after about three hours. Dr. Hoffman was baffled by his first unplanned excursion into the strange world of LSD. He could not comprehend how this substance could have found its way into his body in sufficient quantity to produce such extraordinary symptoms. In the interest of science, he assured his audience, he decided to experiment on himself. Another boisterous round of applause filled the auditorium. 
On April 19th, three days after his initial psychedelic voyage, Dr. Hoffman swallowed a mere 250 micrograms, a millionth of an ounce, thinking that such a minuscule amount would have negligible results. But he was in for a surprise. As he bicycled home accompanied by his laboratory assistant, he realized the symptoms were much stronger than before. I had great difficulty in speaking coherently, he recounted. My field of vision swayed before me, and objects appeared distorted, like images in curved mirrors.